Hey, welcome in. Welcome in to the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. It's your boy, it's Kyle, here again as always, running the show with my best friend in the entire world, Eric Wolverton, on the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast, episode 27. Coming in with some energy today, here to brighten your day. Eric, what's your random tangent? It's not so random. We're going to get to it later in the show. A little, little sneak peek, though. D-Glow was awesome. That's all I can think about. I just want to talk about D-Glow for like the next week until we get to the preserve. Three, three days? Five yeah. days? Yep. <laughs> until the preserve's over, then then it'll switch. Then we can talk about preserve, but... Eagle is where it's at right now. Going to be like the coolest month of disc golf this year. There's so many good tournaments. Back to back to back. Yeah, that many. That many. For four weeks. There's four weeks of tournaments back to back. Every weekend. Good ones. To back. Yeah. To back to back. Now I'm seeing it. To to back. I don't even know what I said at this point. Eric's back in black. I am wearing black. (laughs) good intro guys all right check out all of our social medias we have an instagram a facebook a twitter a tiktok a youtube and a patreon you can also check out our merch at teespring.com slash stores slash oh no disc golf also head on over to starframediscs.com and use code oh no for five percent off anything you buy there today we're talking about some of our own personal stuff around Michigan, D-Glow, and we have a super awesome top five cartoon characters who would smash disc golf. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So as you've probably heard at this point, I feel like I've probably talked about it almost every episode since I started it. But last week was our first week's week where we did doubles and that went really well it was nice to play with people that i haven't got the chance to play with everyone enjoyed it a lot from what i hear maybe they're lying to me they're probably lying (laughs) but everyone's still planning to come out this week now and um, running this league has been probably the most fun outside of the podcast of course that i've had in disc golf just seeing how much people have progressed since the first day they came with like one disc or like borrowed their buddy's disc for for the round that's been really cool yeah it's it's i don't know it's honestly it's been better than i ever could have imagined put out positivity you get back positivity yeah everyone's everyone leaves with a smile on their face and i've met a lot of great people and probably one of the top five decisions I've ever made is to start start the leaks in Chaos City. I'm proud of you for doing it, bud. Thanks, Mom. I mean, Kyle. It's a tough thing to, uh, you know, put yourself out there in that way. So. Yeah, I'm not a big public speaker, so 
it was tough, but... But how'd you get through it? Tell the people. Sean. My brother Sean helps, because he, uh, he sees me, like, rambling on or... I'm like losing my train of thought of what I was going to say. And he'll just yell at me. Like you just yell like, you know, like, oh, tell everyone about the tournament or blah, blah, blah. And so he helps me. What would you say if somebody's doing it yourself? What would they do to make themselves more comfortable if they're feeling anxious? I don't I don't know. I just uh, just remember that everyone's there to play disc golf. That's like, I guess what kind of gets me over it is we all joined up to play play disc golf and I don't know, nobody's nobody's there to be a dick i guess i don't think i was trying to remember i'm always there to have fun yeah that that too that's what disc golf is is fun you'll probably hear more updates about it next week because it's all i want to talk about so long story short start your own league get it going if if there's not one going already we didn't have one in cast city i wanted one in cast city don't like be right. like if there's already one going join it You'll have more fun than you ever would imagine. Kyle knows. He's he's sad. Who needs friends outside of disc golf? Not me. Yeah, that's what I got my family for. They're my friends outside of disc golf. Anyway. Yeah, you guys, you're my friends outside of disc golf. They disc golf. Also, I didn't I don't think we've thanked the listeners for listening yet. So thank you for listening. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yes, thank you guys for joining us. Also, it was really awesome to see the D-Glow coverage this weekend and see some familiar faces, you know, back off in the background and watched a lot of them, you know, post all their pictures from it. And I was able to, you know, watch Udisc Live or whatever, not Udisc Live, uh, PDJ Live and kind of see how they've performed each day. One of the guests on the show, Tony Ryapelf, ended up finishing fourth. And so that was cool for him. Cody Sears was like a local pro. He was got to play on a card with Brody Smith and Austin Hannum, which was kind of cool to see. Oh, uh, one of the local tournament directors was the caddy for Paige Pierce. So if you watch like the coverage, you'll see him a lot. So that was kind of cool to know that, you know, all the local people, a lot of local people are out there and experiencing it. To its full full effect in its fullness. I wish you could have got it out there, got some content. Yeah. Life doesn't always happen that way. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Definitely next year. Plan it out. Oh yeah. I'm already I'm already planning, making sure I can make it down to for some practice rounds so I know the course. As sad as it was to not go, I truly do feel I made the right decision in not going underprepared. Yeah, I believe it. Same. I, I'm with you. Like I like a little, you know, C tier or whatever is fine to go in blind, but I don't want to show up at D Glow. I mean I look like an idiot no matter what, but but on to the pros. What the pros did at D Glow. Well first, hole five and fifteen were two new holes. I really loved five. I thought it was probably one of the prettiest holes on tour. What they call it like the red carpet hole. You know what I'm talking about? It almost looked like an arrow, like here, throw it here, the way the way the, the chips were laid out. And then hole 15, not the biggest fan of. That one you'd have to remind me. Hole 15, it's like they combine two holes, I'm pretty sure, to make like one super long one. And Eagle played it, on at least on round two, I can't remember what he did for round one, 
Eagle played it where he just throws a sky hyzer over into a fairway of a different hole that's not out of bounds. So like completely plays the hole like it's it wasn't it wasn't made that way. Right. So that was kind of weird, but it's just like a I mean it's cool cuz it's tough, but it was the most difficult hole. Was it? On the on the course. Yeah. Yeah, well I mean it's I mean it's too like dang near perfect shot you have to throw to get uh to get the birdie. Played a half a shot over par. Yeah, I think they said Corey Ellis was the only one he parted all or boat birdied it all three times. Really? So that was pretty cool. I mean, I'm not gonna be mad if it doesn't if it stays there. It just wasn't my favorite to see, is all. Right. That's it. That's it. Eagle and Kyle Klein on Klein. seventeen. <laughs> Not Kyle Poplinski. No. <laughs> on 17, both had miraculous throws from on the road, which was awesome. I mean, Eagle had a much tougher one because he had to straddle the literal wall, whatever they're called. Right. And then just forehand it. But, you know, that's Eagle things. Hole 17 was playing as the second most difficult hole on the course. On round three. I believe it. Guess what number three was? Like the third most difficult. On the last day? Yep. 14, I think it is. Good no, guess. Easy. What one is it? It was 13 you were thinking of, but hole one. Hole one. Yeah, I can see that. If you, the forehand can, you know, if you, if you give it too much, too much height, it's going to quickly spike into like, you know, early. So it's really, right. about, yeah, I can see that. It's like the same thing with three. You just have two shots. Like you have an extra shot that you can use to make it up. I think it was uh, Adam Hammes on, I think it was him. Yeah, on the final round, completely out of position, just threw like the sickest forehand from the rough on the right and gave himself like a super easy birdie look. It's awesome. Yeah. He's got a crazy forehand, the hammer. Yeah. But it's not even like the forehand's not weird. It's like the way he walks up. I don't know. It's like a stutter step. Yeah, he has this. He looks like a robot. We got back to fire rounds this week, and Kyle won this week six to five, and then he won another point in a bet. We bet on if Kevin was going to have a blow up hole and take a triple bogey in the final round because he was tied for first. He did not, so he won one extra point, and he is currently in the lead, forty one to twenty nine. We got. Three wonderful weeks of disc golf coming up. And I was so close to just sweeping the last day, but Kyle stole my pick. You were close like every day. I Oh, so yeah, first time in fire rounds that me and Kyle both picked the two hottest rounds for the final day for MPO and FPO, and I picked the second hottest for MPO. And he picked the second hottest for FPO. So Wow. That's pretty that's pretty exciting. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, it was pretty obvious at that point because they were just killing the course anyway. But well, but that's what fire rounds is all about—is picking who's going to kill it. Yep. I just picked if I would have picked Kyle Klein the second day, not the first day. I I thought it was aggressive going with him the first day, but then like you know he did pop up, and I was like, ooh, that's that was a good pick, but not not day one, I guess. Yeah, I just thought he'd come out, you know crowd behind him didn't i go Vinny? yeah he didn't do that he, he did not have a good weekend yeah i mean he's still top 10 
don't get me wrong. It's just a, you know, yeah. he wasn't competing for wasn't the league, Vinny. which is a bad no. bad weekend for Vin. I noticed this this week, and it's not so much this weekend that made me think of it, but how they talk about everybody's range. Like, uh, you know, KJ is normally killer from Circle 2, you know, Conrad Country, um, in the right. practice round, they're talking about like Yuli Land or whatever they're going to call it. And they talk yep. about our Ricky's, you know, Ricky's able to putt from almost anywhere. They talk about how good of a putter Eagle is, but when he's making those putts, they're just like, yep, that's, you know, it's just Eagle. That's they don't have likes. like some big thing to say. They're just like, oh, yep, that, all right. I know that the fly Eagle fly is so easy. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like brushes off everybody. So, yep, yeah, yeah, well, sounds about right. <laughs> It's just expected out of him. <laughs> Doing that again. Yep, there he is. Running away with it. Well, not really running away with it, but... Yeah, but like, hitting that exact same putt that he's hit... Five the times. The last six, six, yeah, no, five six times. Six times, six times now, yeah. Yeah, six times now. Do you think he just goes up there in all his practice rounds and practices from right there? Because he knows he can, like, you know, throw a... I would. Throw a shot, like, you know, it's full, pretty easy forehand for him. For him only. You think you just move it over five degrees and just park it, but no. Yeah, he likes it. It's a it's a good finishing hole, you know. Who doesn't want to make the circle two putt for the wind? Anyway, since we already talked about how he won, finishing off the top three for the MPO, Corey Ellis, little young gun, just like Kyle, was twenty four under. Kyle Klein. Kyle Kyle Klein. Kyle Klein. Uh, Kyle. <laughs> Uh, super young gun. I think he's just 19, 27 under, Michigan boy. And winning it, obviously, was Eagle McMahon at 28 under. So it came down to hole 17, I think, is where Eagle took the win. And then he just had to hold him off on 18. And hold him off he did. He sure did by making that putt. And Kyle Klein still nailed his putt for no reason. I mean, at that point, you might as well. Gotta look good. And it did. It looked so good. Because he, he could have just laid up. Yeah, I'm super excited to see Kyle Klein's future. I think me and other Kyle has been fans of him since uh, since last year. And it's been exciting watching him get better and get better and get better. True story. We're also big fans of these these three guys. Kevin Jones had a had a pretty good good showing. He always does pretty good here, but uh lead card for the last two days. Nope, just the last round. But still a, a really excellent showing. Yep. He didn't put like, you know, his normal KJ on the last you could tell round. He was having yeah. it wasn't his day mm-hmm. that day, but and he was just 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 off like putting it off the band over and over again. Yep. But he didn't let that stop him. He still just, you know, kept firing and and coming back for more. And he did hit one pretty late too. So yeah, he hit two like pretty pretty big putts. Like uh, yeah, in the last like five holes because he he's so like he was he was still fighting. Mm-hmm. He even uh, I think he got to a point to where he figured out that he might as well test some shots. Like uh, he followed Eagles' big Heiser route on hole ten, whereas everyone throws like a turnover or a roller um him and him and eagle threw a big big hyzer over everything and came in the backside of it 
So that's pretty funny to see because he's like, well, I know I can get a par from this probably. Right. Worst case scenario, par. Yeah. James Conrad, I think he had, what, an absolute amazing round. He hit, what, 9 for 10? Yeah, so it was something crazy. The last day was just absolutely killing it. After parring one, he went on a streak of, I think, nine birdies, which was just incredible on that course. He did kind of cool off. I was going to say, I think. Still, just to finish. He almost, he was pushing for the lead for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they when they're like rounding out the front nine, I was like, oh yeah, Conrad's Conrad's stepping up. And then I really enjoy watching anytime I get to see Emerson Keith. He just looks so small next to everybody and he still just throws it a fucking mile. I don't understand. I guess Paul Macbeth looks pretty small next to like Eagle and stuff. But Emerson's really small. Yeah. Um so he what, shot hot round day one? Oh, him and Conrad yep. shot hot round day one. Yeah, they both shot nine under day one. So he kind of cooled off. Yeah, Conrad was all over. Yeah, he kind of cooled off on day two, didn't quite play. And then day three, I think he just had a small bump, but it was still, I like, yeah, I just like watching him play. He's kind of one of those guys that has a little bit of everything. You know, he doesn't, he's not famous for one thing, but he's got, his skills are re- really well spent spread out one more shout out if you want to ezra aderhold almost sneaking into that top 10 he finished 11th Ooh. but you know top 20 so good job buddy we like we like ezra here big kyle klein and ezra fans yeah on to the fpo katrina allen took third at 11 under Paige pierce coming in second at 19 under and Kristen tatar at 20 under I called Kristen on the last day, and she shot better than what I predicted. She shot negative nine the last day. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. They have, like, I think only two holes, two, maybe three holes that are, like, easier for FPO than they are for MPO. Oh, that's what it is. On number three for FPO, it's a par five, but it's the same hole, so the big bombers can take a eagle opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I know, pretty sure Kristen and Kat both got Eagle on day two. And then what really kind of put, uh, I guess I can't say that, but Paige Pierce started off the final round with a triple bogey on one. It was, it was so She could have corrected from there, but yeah. it was a tough day for her. Yeah, it was not a normal Paige Pierce day, which is sad, but. Yeah, not a, yeah, because she went into it so ahead and confident and just to blow it up on the first hole yeah is not something she typically does yeah but i'm super excited for Kristen. you know coming from i believe estonia i could be Correct. wrong okay nope you're right and with her boyfriend silver who plays in the mpo which he has the absolute most wicked one of the most wicked sidearms i've ever seen she does too. Very, very solid sidearm. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, no, she she has a great sidearm, but Silver has Silver does too. Oh, God. No, I, uh, it's I, nasty. I yeah, and then shout out to Kristen for hitting that awesome putt on seventeen to seal up the win, essentially, because yeah. eighteen is a really difficult bid for the FPO. Oh yeah, to birdie so. It sure yeah. is. It was amazing to watch. It was like a 50-foot uphill putt, and it was just dead center 
and she got super emotional in her uh, post-win interview. That was uh, amazing to see so much effort. You know, she's been playing basically every day for the past over a year, and now she's back in America doing what she loves. It's just such a cool thing to see. I know. It'd be really cool if she could move to America to kind of really hash out her her career more because i feel like if she could be on the tour full-time her and Paige would would be battling like this a lot yeah there was quite a lot of separation between the top two and the third position Mm -hmm. but if you want to see her play her last tournament in america is next weekend at the preserve and then she's headed back to estonia sad yeah but Hopefully, with her, you know, winning, I think she won two tournaments while she was back, or while she was here, so hopefully she'll yep, come back she won more. The, C- the CCR Open, yes, also that in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. I watched it all, too. Haley King. Did Haley King things on, what, day two? I think she yeah. had a really hot round, like eight She had a lot something. of really close ace runs, too. Okay. Just throughout, like, uh, whenever they popped in on her, it was just ace ace run potential, ace run potential. But nothing nothing hitting. I have a feeling that Haley King's ceiling is pretty close to, like, eagle. Like, I feel like Haley King can be... Or she's be just going to dominate. The FBO side. Absolutely. Because oh, oh, she's... I'm so with it. With you. She's got so much power. Yeah, she's she, and she's really young. So I think she, she once she... Kind of gets more comfortable. I don't know if I want to say that, but figures out her game more. I think she's going to be, you know, no worse than top five for a while. Speaking of top fives. Three, two, one. Top. Top five. Five. Oh, yeah. So we did the top five cartoon characters. Um Mostly funny cartoons, you know, you can't pick superheroes or because then it's just like a whole new thing. Kyle's a bigger fan of cartoons than I am, but I do like cartoons. I do enjoy. Got some old school stuff in here. I got some, some you know, newer stuff. I'm going to kick it off with a classic Popeye. Heats that spinach, grows those big biceps and knocks people out. But this time he'll eat the spinach and then just freaking toss the disc a mile. Instead of Simon and Eagle lines, there'll be Popeye lines. Popeye lines. I like it. Does he do lines of spinach? Maybe. I mean, he'd probably have to eat a can of spinach like each hole. So That's a lot of spinach. Feels like the downfall really in this is he's going to have yeah. to carry around 18 cans of spinach as well as discs. He'll be full by the end of the it's wow. a cartoon, man. We don't got to figure that part out. He he just true. like pulls cans of spinach out of his pockets. <laughs> but I want to know is I can't figure out if he'd be a better forehand or like backhand dominant player. Who knows? Uh, probably ambidextrous. Yeah. I can see it. My number five, Patrick Starr. Nice. Why? <laughs> Obviously, you know he's strong. Because he lifts up the rock? He lifts up the rock and the the lid. The lid. The lid. But I think... Oh, wait, no. Here's my evidence. I just remembered it. The Olympic episode. Oh, where he rips off his shirt and they're, him yeah. and Spongebob are both buff? Yep. <laughs> He's buff. Yep, there's my evidence. 
No further explanation needed. Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> well, my number four is Bender from Futurama. That's a good pick. Because he's a robot. I feel like he could figure it out, right? I mean, I think the tough thing would keep him from, just try to keep him from drinking on the course, because that's a no-no in the PDGA Kiss rules. my shiny metal ass. Yeah. And I just like Bender, but I feel like he, you know. Kill all humans. Yeah. I'm, I'm about both of those. My number four is Zim. From Invader Zim. Oh my god, I forgot that even existed. My reasoning is he would create the perfect disc golfing suit that would shoot the disc into the basket every time. Perfect score every time. Man, and here's your number four. You have three people that are better. I didn't think about it in that way. <laughs> So here we are. <laughs> yep, you stay at number four. I, I maybe not every time because you know, uh, Gur would mess it up and uh, you know mess it, you know knock the suit off a little bit. And then all of a sudden he would be in like a different state on accident, taking like a twenty-five on one hole. <laughs> and so, so finishing at a plus seven, well, yeah, plus eight, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, so anyway. But so not bad, but not 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 good. Oh, well, fair. That's fair. What's your number three? My number three is Bugs Bunny. He's a classic in the original Space Jam. He's pretty athletic. I know it's basketball, but I mean, come on, it's Bugs. He could use those big flippy ears to throw discs if he needs to. What's up, Doc? Why don't you just take all the catchphrases? It's not even fair. <laughs> I, I don't even get to say any of the catchphrases for my own characters. And he somehow always finds a way to get himself out of situations. Because he's a wascally wabbit. So he'd be like, if you think Ricky Waisaki is a good scrambler, just wait till you see Bugs on the course. Boom. Bugs Bunny. Boom. Roasted. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? I don't have a carrot. My number three is Elmer Fudd. <laughs> of course. Because he would shoot Bugs Bunny in his fat, stupid face <laughs> and then throw the disc better. I mean, I might agree with you if you say Yosemite Sam, but Elmer Fudd. Yeah, because I want him to cross worlds. Because he usually goes after Daffy Duck, so I think I think I'm I'm catching a good vibe here where the, he's gonna cross. He's gonna stop duck hunting and more rabbit rabbit season. Wabbit season, duck season. Wabbits. That's fine. Ducks. I'll let you have Elmer Fudd. He's fun, right? He's kill a funny the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Huh? I, I have a I have a Elmer Fudd tattoo, so hey, I you could have had him. <laughs> I'll stick with bugs. My number two, headed back to SpongeBob, is Sandy Cheeks the squirrel. I mean, what else does she do in that biodome of hers? 
has that big tree. She can just throw a disc around. She's fairly athletic. She does karate. She can throw a freaking anchor a long way. I don't know why an anchor would be a disc, but you know, Kinda, she's the, yeah, she's she's super muscular. She's the only she hangs out with Larry the crab. She's the only land animal, which I'm pretty sure if you tried to play disc golf in the water, it wouldn't even work. So, but neither should fires. So that's a whole that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Larry the lobster. Sorry, <laughs> what'd you call him? Larry the crab. <laughs> Larry. The... <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Larry the crab. <sighs> yes. Yeah. yeah, they hang out and they you know live together, and she's tough. So. Sandy Cheeks the Squirrel. Rolls perfectly into my number two. So you say Spongebob. Larry the Lobster. <laughs> At least we know he's a lobster this time. Yeah, not a crab. Lobster. The most buff person in Bikini Bottom. Not person. Lobster. Not crab either. Not <laughs> Not crab. Lobster. He's kind of a douche, but... In some episodes, he very, he's pretty cool. Seems okay. Seems like the Ezra Ader hold of the Bikini Bottom disc golf world. Are you calling so, Ezra a douche? No. Oh, just his muscle, muscles. Yeah, just muscles-wise. Okay, makes sense. Okay, bye. Yeah, that's <laughs> all I got. So, before we get to our number ones, how would Mr. Krabs do at disc golf knowing there might be a cash prize huh he would murder everyone to get the cash prize okay fair like yeah all he cares about is money (laughs) we just got dark with spongebob yeah oh my gosh dude sorry before we go on to your number one i've been watching some crazy spongebob conspiracy theories on youtube yeah yep so the idea is mr krabs Killed Pearl's mom. That's why he has Pearl. Yeah. To, yeah. Pearl's mom is the secret ingredient to the Krusty uh-huh. Krab. So that's yeah. why he has a backstory to so many of them. And that's why he wants to like have her grow up. But that's why you don't see her later. And oh, because he's sense. grooming her to kill her. Okay. So and what about this her. one? What if the secret ingredient is Patrick Starr's? Like, he cut off a tentacle, or, you know, a a foot, and then a, the a fish? starfish can fish? regrow a themselves. Star? So then they, he right. just keeps having them regrow himself in the basement and just takes what he needs. Tasty. Huh? <laughs> There's a whole comic about it. Anyway, getting into my number one. Yeah, what's your number one, Eric? We have Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. He's kind of like Mr. Fantastic, where he can make his body, like, as big and long as he wants it, so he could just, like, reach up to the basket and drop the disc in. And if not, he's one of those characters that is usually pretty much good at everything on on screen, so... I feel like he can get as big as he wants, too, so his lie is whatever he wants it to be, really. His lie? Yeah. Yeah, like for a disc. Oh. Like, yeah, he could just, you know, like his straddle... straddle out a mile. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) To the other side... At what point, though, like, you know, if you straddle he, over he the He does basket, have a limit of stretching. Does he? Who never yeah. got into that episode? Well, you need to watch it further, my friend. It's a wonderful series. Can he stretch 
I think more episodes are actually coming out on uh, HBO Max too. How how far can he can he stretch to all of the holes at the toboggan course at Deeglo? Like all at once? No, just like just you know from oh yeah one, one hole for sure easy. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I think That's it's over, I like a mile probably. You know. Oh, okay, cool. He just he gets start starts getting stretched kind of thin. Well, then at the very least, you know, even if for some reason he couldn't reach a hole, he could like stretch himself like halfway up the fairway. You know, throw a shot, and then it's a birdie from there, no matter what. However you want to think about it, man. Yeah, well, he'd be still not going to beat my number one. Probably pick something stupid like Mr. Krabs. (laughs) What's your number one, Kyle? That's really thoughtful of you to say, Eric. I picked Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. So I said no superheroes, so you pick superheroes. I mean... Which color is Bubbles? superhero I don't know. The blue one. Okay. That makes sense, you know. Yeah. Because Bubbles are blue. She was always my favorite. Fun show. And they are, you know, super powerful little girls. So I guess they'd be FPO. And I think it's a good role model. And She'd make Paige oh. Pierce look tall. Yeah, definitely. But she can fly, so. So how does that play into, like, a... Uh... Your like jump putts. Can she like fly over the basket, drop the disc in, and then fly back and you know maintain maintain balance? Her, um, yeah. I would say no. She could probably like you know go onto the ground when she's playing. Gotcha. So flying doesn't help her, and no, no, just her being like super strong, super strong, super strong. I mean, the the downfall though is if she gets into tall grass. She's not going to be able to see out of it. True story. <laughs> but I think, again, the super strength. Oh, Gets pretty matter. much out of, out of anywhere. Probably just, like, chop it down with the karate. Chop guy. down trees, yeah. But that's my number one. Well, that was our top five cartoon characters who would smash at disc golf. Let us know on Instagram which team you think would win. Let us know what your pick would be. You don't have to give us five. One would be cool. Well, Eric, that was episode 27. That's it. Talked about our personal disc golf lives. We talked a lot about Deeglo. It's one of our favorite tournaments. I love Deeglo. We're both from Michigan, so naturally we're going to love it. We also gave you our top five cartoon characters who would smash at disc golf. If you can't get enough of us here, head on over to us on all of the social medias. We have links to everything on our link tree. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Patreon. We have a merch store over at teespring.com backslash stores backslash Ono Disc Golf. Use code Ono for free shipping. Affiliated with StarframeDiscs.com. That's StarframeDiscs.com. Use the code Ono to get 5% off. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for coming out, guys, or checking us out. Whether you're listening in the car, on a plane, on a train working out playing disc golf hopefully we made your day a little bit better yeah i know i enjoyed it if you made it to this point in the episode as always you are my absolute favorites if you could go leave us a positive review on apple podcasts hopefully we're cringy enough for you (laughs) see you all next week catch you on the flip side